Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Congratulations to all of you. It is 5 o'clock on a Friday. If you're just working for the weekend, cheers to you. Uh, as always, the starting five starts with number five. I got five on it. Tez Walker is back. I keep saying he's back. I'm just saying like back on a college football field, I guess makes more sense here, right? He's back, but he actually hadn't played for North Carolina yet. Sure. So he's he's kind of arrived right it just it was a fashionably late to the season right welcome to chapel hill officially wanted to wanted to, wanted to make an entrance right wanted everybody to get there first get settled find their seats then he's gonna walk in uh by the way none of it was his choice it was all the ncaa making him wait like the the goobers that they are uh but he's back and you know what syracuse is is really drawing the short end of this stick and what I mean by that is uh, North Carolina is getting their number one wide receiver back just in time to play you. Oh, by the way, they're coming off a bye. Oh, by the way, it is in the middle of a Clemson-UNC number five in the country Florida State run on your schedule. It's a little brutal. Yeah, Syracuse is going through a meat grinder right now on their schedule. They don't play again at home until about – Thanksgiving, <laughs> they, so they're getting ready to be road warriors for the next couple of weeks. They started their schedule with Colgate, Western Michigan, Purdue, Army, and and lit up the scoreboard, right? Did a lot of really good things. Uh, obviously, Purdue brings some level of competition there, uh, but they rolled. And and I, you know what? I'm not even going to just knock them and say like it's all fool's gold. I like a lot what they have going on up there. I like Garrett Schrader. Uh, I like that offense. Um, Jason Beck, their offensive coordinator, was Robert Anais, who's the offensive coordinator for NC State's like right-hand man. And some are saying Robert Anais is obviously missing his right hand. Fun fact, Garrett Schrader and Drake May share the same quarterback trainer here in North Carolina. So don't be surprised if there's a little bit of a mirror image on the field tomorrow between Schrader and Drake May. Or at least they find each other afterwards for the bro hug. Good game. Oh, good game, bro. We'll talk. We'll talk. See you in the offseason. Uh, I like what they have going on up there. But if you're North Carolina, I think the opportunity for you lines up kind of perfectly, right? You catch Syracuse in the middle of, as you mentioned, a meat grinder part of their season. You have the chance to get Syracuse going downhill and just keep pushing them downhill. Have you seen the the viral videos where uh, like a high school offensive lineman knocks a defensive player on the ground but doesn't pancake them instead just waits for them to get like up on a knee and then pushes them over again yeah then waits for them to get up on a knee and pushes them over again and just keeps doing that you have the chance to do that to Syracuse but you have to get them on the ground first right they're going to be tired they're going to have to use a knee to stand up but you got to get them on the ground first I think you should come out aggressive early it does feel like the Tez Walker situation has been a bit of a like one of those training parachutes, right? You're running, but you have the parachute on. And and now they North Carolina finally gets to clip the parachute. They got to go. Come out sprinting. Cut the anchor and go. 
And then once you get them down, keep pushing them down and keep pushing them down and keep pushing them down. <laughs> we were debating. Like, we know, by the way, that they're going to test the deep ball to Tez Walker. We know they're going to do it at some point. Uh, Graham, I, a few, few other people around the office were debating when they should do it. I mean, if we were writing like a like a Disney movie, it would be the first play of the game, right? You'd come out, play action, deep ball. You'd throw a high arcing spiral. The crowd it, gets on their feet. For some reason, everything would go in slow motion. The announcer would go, he's got a man. Wow. And then, yeah, like that. That was not actually in slow motion, everybody. That was just me. Uh, and then Tez would be underneath it, and then all of a sudden you'd hear the Rocky music, right? Dun, 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 dun. And then all it'd fall feathery into his into his grip, and he'd run into the end zone, and he'd he'd uh, you know everybody would be wearing their free Tez shirts. Only now it would be Tez's free. It, it would be it would be a whole thing. I think because it's like Disney movie obvious, Syracuse might be on to that one. I'm thinking they might know where number nine is on the first play. And they might tell their safety nothing gets behind you. So I almost think first series, Tez is a decoy. Send him deep, pump fake a screen to him, run a jet motion and don't give it to him instead of giving him the jet sweep. Second series is where you, you target him like four of your first five throws. Right, as soon as they get to the sideline and they go like, "All right, yeah, here's what they're doing. They're they're not doing what we thought they were gonna." Then bring it out and just play action, deep ball, screen to Tez, jet sweep to Tez, do what you got to do. Um, but but a lot of times the reason why you know the real football doesn't play out as scripted is because if you can predict it like you often can in a script, the defense can too. And defensive coordinators aren't out there like it would be a better story if he caught a touchdown on the first play. So let's let him get it. Right, that's that's not how defensive coordinators work. They're all for upsetting the apple cart. That's number five. Number four. We are the four horsemen. Last night, for a Chicago Washington Thursday night football game, had significantly more like ripple effects that hit North Carolina than you'd expect. DJ Moore is one, fairly obvious, right? established himself in the NFL, signed his extension in the NFL as a member of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he looked like the Panthers should not have given him up last night. 230 yards receiving, three touchdowns, and just to get ahead of it, for everybody that says it should have been four touchdowns, he didn't step out. I don't know if it was Photoshopped. I saw it on the internet, so it's 100% true all the time. Sarcasm. Uh, I did see a, a, a picture of, where he was stepping out of bounds on the, the what would have been his fourth touchdown, or at the time I think would have been his third touchdown. He caught one after. Uh, he was very like upset, jumping around like, I didn't. The picture looked like he did. Now, again, could it have been Photoshopped? Yeah, could have been AI for all I know. But uh, I'm choosing to believe that he did step out. So he only scored three touchdowns and only had 230 yards. Goodness gracious. 230 yards, three touchdowns. That does a few things. One, uh, the Bears won the game, largely on the, the the back of DJ Moore's production, which means the Panthers are the last defeated team in the NFL. Congratulations. Not, not undefeated. made history for something this year. Not undefeated, defeated. Uh, lost them all so far. The The other thing about the, the DJ Moore scenario is 
the Panthers are out there, if you believe Jordan Schultz, if you believe Ian Rappaport, and I believe there was even a, a further uh, insider report that they had reached out about Jerry Judy. So the Panthers are out there looking for a number one wide receiver. They traded away DJ Moore, who looked like the most number one wide receiver possible last night. He had, if you believe in fantasy points, is a decent way to uh, to judge just like an overall performance for a wide receiver. Uh, in one of my leagues, he had 51 fantasy points. 30 at halftime. No other wide receiver had any. Every other wide receiver for the Bears had zero fantasy points. No catches, and no rushing yards, no anything. No touchdowns, no kick returns for touchdowns. They had zero fantasy points. He had 51. That's a number one performance right there. Here's DJ Moore and his thoughts on his performance last night. This morning, I was nervous, uh, out of this world nervous. So I guess that was uh, my body telling me that we was about to go off. So I look forward to having some more nervous days uh, before games. Oh, he gets to be all coy and slick. I guess I guess you get to say basically whatever you want after that game. Now, Tim, as a quarterback during your playing days, did you ever wake up on game day with a little bit of nerves and then go out there and just became a uh, a touchdown throw in Tim Donnelly? It, well, first of all, nervous before every game. Uh, you try to get him calmed down by game. But uh, and I didn't play in front of nearly as many people as a Thursday night football audience would be. Um, but I, I do, and this goes. I don't care if you're playing Pop Warner. After a big game, you always look for the reasons why you had a big game. Right? It's easy to be like, after a big game, oh, it's because I ate the the Eggo waffles this morning. If you had a bad game, would he be like, I hope I never feel nervous ever again? It's 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 all retroactive. Um, so the DJ Moore, uh, it is what it is. Uh, but on the other side, Sam Howell. I liked what Sam Howell did last night. And I liked how the, the commanders treated Sam Howell. Right? They got down early, 17-3 to by the end of the first quarter. Not great. Uh, he threw an interception at the end of the first quarter. Not great. Starting early in the second quarter, they called 55 consecutive pass plays. They did not call a single designed run from the beginning of the second quarter. Uh, early in the second quarter might be a better way to say it. All the way to the end of the game. That is the utmost confidence that you can show in a young quarterback. And Sam Howell backed him up. 37 of 51, 388 yards, two touchdowns, just the interception that happened in the in the first quarter. That's a quarterback saying, yeah, show confidence in me. Right? There's there's a weird part of the quarterback brain. By the way, they never like this is not you never act out this uh this thought, but you have it. Where you throw an interception and you almost like if it's a pick six. Because it gets you right back out there. Because you're like, I'm going to get it back right now. It's like I, me when I play Madden. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it back right now. And you never like don't make the tackle, right? If you can make the tackle, you always make the tackle. But after the pick six happens, you're, there's a little part of you that's like, oh, yeah. And if your quarterback is ever like, oh, no, I have to go back out there, that's a problem, right? That's This player needs to be sat down. They need to... to uh, take six weeks off. They, they need, need the Microsoft tablet. They, yeah, they need a, a lot more of either tough love or heck, soft love. I don't know. You got to figure out what what that person needs to reset the brain. But Sam Howell very obviously was someone that was like, we got in a hole. 
part of it was my fault for the interception. I need to get back out there and and throw us back into it. Now he he didn't complete it, right? He, they still lost by 20, but he was working his way, you know, fighting. And I like that from Sam Howell. I like that from Sam Howell. I was impressed by him each of the last two weeks, and that includes last night. Uh, that's number four. Let's get to number three. One, two, three. The Carolina Hurricanes preseason finale tonight. After this one, they start counting. Next Wednesday, the first game of the regular season, we'll be out at PNC for this show live from PNC. Uh, We'll be watching the game. It's going to be a big deal. We're tremendously looking forward to it. Um, Here's where I stand. If Svechnikov is, is... Anywhere close to maybe he shouldn't play, don't play him. Right? We've seen too often over the last few years him not be available late in the season when you really, really need him to be risking it early on. It's the beauty of depth. It's the beauty of building the team the way you built the team. You can sustain an early season absence from Svech. Now, if, if you're a team that doesn't have that depth, if you're a team that doesn't have that talent, if you're a team that doesn't have that defense, you might be more inclined to be like, well, you know, hey, trainer, if he plays, what's the likelihood of a re-injury? But if you have that defense and you are that good and, and you have uh, all of this young talent mixed in with the veterans, I don't think you need to force it. So if he needs two more weeks, give him two more weeks. If he needs three more games, give him three more games. To, to play into shape or to get used to contact or whatever the last things you need him to check off the checklist. Well, the good news for you, Tim, in the Carolina Hurricanes final friendly, as Adam Gold likes to call it. By the way, Stormwatch with Adam Gold coming yep. up on the fan at 6.30 right before the 7 o'clock putt drop. Out of the 11 forwards, Andre Svechnikov is not one of them. 11 so, forwards, 7 defensemen as they're trotting out the big dogs tonight. So it's going to look like a much different game than it did last night on the road in Nashville. Is is Felix Unger-Sorum on there? No, he is not. Okay, interesting. If you want the full uh, know, roster, just go check out at Walt Roth on X. The the interesting part was, and and you know, you mentioned Adam Gold. He'll be doing uh, Stormwatch and 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 Kane's Corner, and, and he's obviously all over all of the the Kane's coverage. He hosts the show directly before this one on ninety nine nine The Fan. Um, I saw he was hinting that he wouldn't be surprised if Unger Sorum was actually on the opening day roster, especially if Svech was not, and. I, I mean, first of all, unbelievable effort by him. Second round pick. I was at a, one of one of their morning skates not long ago. Unger Sorum was was participating, and big kid, right? Don't get me wrong. Like you know, when when they're skating, he looks like he belongs. But he came to the bench, and I saw him look up, and I got a, like a good look at his face under the the shield. Baby face. He he turned eighteen recently. And just the fact that somebody like Adam Gold, who's as connected as he is, would be considering that Felix Unger-Sorum would be on an NHL roster this early in his career, jumping over over guys like uh, Suzuki or or uh, another second-round pick from a previous draft, Jamison Reese, that's a, a feather in the cap just to be considered, right? It's, it's an undrafted free agent being the last cut in training camp in the NFL and brought back to the practice squad. Like, that's an accomplishment in and of itself just getting that far from where the expectations were. Uh, so I guess Unger Sorum not on kind of the dress rehearsal roster tonight probably bodes against him being on the day one roster. But just the fact that he made it a conversation is an accomplishment by him. And 
a nod to the future. He's a, he's a guy you want to watch if you're you're a Canes fan, not for maybe this year or next, but into the future. Uh, and then lastly, again, that's that depth, right? You can have somebody that impresses the heck out of everybody in training camp, comes out of nowhere, and everyone's like, whoa, where did this come from? And then what happens? It's like, well, don't really have the space for you. We kind of have studs up and down the roster up here. I- it's it's a... Uh, you know, actually, I'll, I'll use a baseball example. The Orioles are in the playoffs, right? They have uh, uh, Gunnar Henderson. They have they have Adley Rush. If you follow Major League Baseball, you know there's a ton of studs, young players on the Orioles roster, and they've won 100 games for the first time in a billion years. Uh, the Norfolk Tides, which are in the same – they actually beat the Durham Bulls for the – whatever that is, the inner, inner something league championship, AAA uh, – they were picked as the uh, the minor league team of the year, the Norfolk Tides are, which are the, the Orioles affiliate. And that's because they have a whole bunch of major league players that can't get on the, the big league club because the Orioles had a bunch of good players this year, so they're kind of stuck. It's a good thing when you have good players that can't make the NHL roster. right? If you're the Canes, it's a good thing if you're looking at young players that are studs that would be playing on other teams and you say, you're not going to make the NHL roster because that means the guys you have are better. right? Kill your darlings. Um, but again, like I said, we will be there on Wednesday at PNC for opening night. Should be a really, really fun uh, adventure. That's number three. Let's get to number two. Just the two of us. NC State, Marshall, this weekend. The story is MJ Morris with the switch, right? MJ Morris stepping in at quarterback for Brennan Armstrong. Uh, but the story also has to be do not overlook Marshall. Here's Dave Doran, the head coach of NC State, on not taking Marshall lightly. Yeah, I told our team that. Like, these are the games that we had circled on our, our uh, schedule at Northern. We made a huge deal out of playing Power 5 teams. Uh, kids on our team were slighted in recruiting. That's how we talked to them. Nobody wanted you on that roster. No one recruited you on that roster. And so we know. You know, I've spoken to them about it. And... We're going to get Marshall's best. You can point to the wins they've already had with Virginia Tech last year at Notre Dame. So, and then just the history of us playing them. Uh, when I was there, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but we went down 13-3, 20-10, and then had to come back to win the game. So we know, our team knows, um, that we're playing a good football team, and, and they're well coached. They've got good players, and they'll come in here ready to play. Marshall is not a pushover. By any means. 4-0, they beat an ACC opponent already. Not a pushover at all. I, I really like uh, uh, Charles Huff, Coach Huff there at Marshall. I'm not sure he's going to be at Marshall much longer. Uh, I think if this season turns out the way I think this season might turn out for, for Marshall, he may be getting some uh, some calls from some bigger programs. But that, with that being said, that's the challenge for State th- this week, right? There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of... Uh, big and crazy conversations. There's a lot of people that I'm sure want your opinions on, hey, why was Brennan uh, benched? What does MJ bring? You do have to lock in and also make sure you are on top of everything that you need to be on top of when it comes to to Marshall, right? Don't let your own interesting conversations, right? Don't let the things about your own team that surprise, excite, confuse you take you away from, hey, I need to know this scattering report inside and out, just like you would every week. Uh, that game uh, will be an exciting one, and I'll be uh, looking forward to it. That's also number two. Let's get to number one. The one! 
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. And also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215. Or text Tim to 600-700. Panthers at Detroit. This one is an opportunity for Bryce Young, right? So much of the conversation around the Panthers is about Bryce Young. And so much about the conversation is about what he can do, what he hasn't done, what he should do. They're playing a team where, quite frankly, the game plan should be to put this game on Bryce Young's shoulders. Detroit has the best run defense in the NFL this year. They allow the fewest yards rushing of any team in the NFL per game. So the Panthers should come in, and they, by the way, they allow the 15th most, so their bottom half of the league by a little bit in passing yards allowed. They should come in with the game plan is to sling it. The game plan is to, to allow Bryce Young to drive the offense with his arm. And if you're going, why would you do that? Well, because he's the number one overall pick, he's a quarterback, and you're playing a team with a really good run defense, and Miles Sanders, your starting running back, is banged up, and who knows if he'll be available and at what percent he'll be if he is available. So so I almost like games when you go into it knowing you're going to have to throw a lot. Right, it's it's you can't surprise them. You go in aware, you're prepared. You know if you have a three and out early, you're still going to get the chance to chuck it around. You know if you have a touchdown early, you're still going to get a chance to chuck it around. Like it, it puts everybody on the same page. It puts the receivers on the same page, right? If you're throwing 20, 25 times a game, or you're going in with a uh, uh, a small passing part of the game plan, guess what? Wide receivers are going to be really mad when you're not targeting them. They're going to be, gosh, I never get the ball. But if you tell them, hey, listen, we're going to throw the ball 45 times, they're going to go, all right, I didn't get the ball that time. Plenty of other opportunities. Let me go get this one. This is one that is an opportunity for Bryce Young. Here's Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator of the Panthers, on what the challenges are of facing a run defense like the Lions. Everyone do more. Starting first with us coaches. But that comes down to trimming the list more, uh, giving more clarity, more detail, uh, even demanding more from a practice standpoint. But every person to a man, right, answering the opportunity to be able to, to win your one-on-one matchups. I think if you look across the last couple of games, there's four or five plays here and there where you have, you know, one guy with a mental error, one guy with a you know, wrong technique to kind of screw the entire play up. But obviously us playing together as a unit, being more focused on that, and uh, that's what it takes. Everybody has to do more. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with having a great run defense against you. If you're playing a bad run defense, everybody has to do more. It would be good advice also. Um, put it on Bryce Young. I think I want to keep it that simple. I want to see what he does when it's all on him. When it's not, oh, Bryce Young didn't play well, but the running game didn't get going. Eh, it's not about the running game this week. Running game is not going to get going. Let's assume it won't. It's a good run defense. You've been struggling to run the ball. Let's put it on Bryce Young and give him a little bit more autonomy at the line. He wants to change a play, let him change a play. And not just – actually, this, is, this, this encapsulates what I want here, right? There was a play. You can go back and find it. You can find it on, on social media. 
there's a play from last week where uh, Bryce Young drops back, and it's a quick screen to the right to a wide receiver. He threw like seven of those real quick screens, little, little fire screens to the right to wide receivers. He threw one of them, and as the ball left his hand, he snaps his head around, and he looks to the sideline in disgust. And I saw a whole, a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of, of reactions saying, "Oh, look how frustrated he is with the play calling. Look how frustrated." I almost guarantee you, I know what happened, and you can go back and watch the play. This is where, like, you can deduce it from from what happens. Uh, so there's guys mugged up, meaning linebackers faking like they're going to blitz at the snap, right? So they're up against the line of scrimmage, and they're doing like, I'm going to come get you, posture. And then at the snap, they drop off. So I almost guarantee I know what happened. Bryce Young wasn't frustrated with the play callers. He wasn't frustrated with the sideline. He was frustrated with himself. When he saw those linebackers mugged up, he gave the check that he's supposed to give when he thinks they're bringing extra, which is check it to the wide receiver screen quickly because they're bringing six and we only have five blockers, so you have to get it out of your hand. So he checked it to the screen because he thought they were blitzing, and at the snap, they dropped off. And he went, man, they got me, right? They fooled him. But I'm sitting there going, as a quarterback, if they're bringing six, I don't want to check to a screen to the wide receiver. I want to check to something replacing the linebackers and where they came from. I want Bryce Young to have more autonomy. Not if you see this, you can check to the screen. I want it to be, if you see this, you can check to whatever the heck you want. If you see this, if you see two shell, if you see all out blitz, if you see a safety blitz, whatever you see, I want you to check to your favorite play against that defense. See what happens. What do you have to lose? You're already 0-4. What do you have to lose? Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.